What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of the Frequently Asked Questions from our members. I have no idea where Riley is. He must have uh, forgotten to show up for this video. I thought he was on the way, but I guess not. So uh, I guess I'm going to have to... Yo, yo, yo! Oh, Sorry, there I'm late, bro. Where you been, man? Chiang oh, Mai traffic. Those oh. lights, they take like five minutes. That Maya Malay. Oh, you hit Anyways, the Maya. I'm already mic'd up, though, so I'm ready to go. Thanks for getting my coffee for me. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's get it. Let's All get it. All right. We got some Amazon FAQ. That's the video today. That's it. Well, hey, we got the answers, people. All right. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's good? Talk about the review uh, news first. Well, that seems to be the big news this week. Yes. Ah, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure that all of you have pretty much heard. If not, uh, the Amazon has cracked down on the review systems in their new TOS. Um, pretty much, bottom line is you cannot get discounted reviews. You cannot set up coupons to get reviews anymore. You cannot do the, I received uh, this item as a review. Um, anymore that is officially against terms of services. Yeah. And I think it makes sense in, in the end because Amazon is all about customer experience. And some shoppers, they want, they want honest reviews to be 100% completely honest. And basically yeah. what they did is they proved, and it makes sense obviously, uh, reviews from review groups are slightly biased towards the five star. For sure. So no more dollar deal review groups, guys. But that's okay. So my take on it, personally, I'm not worried. Um, long story short, someone is going to find out the next best thing that's going to work. So let's just pay attention to see what all of us Amazoners try out. And then over the next few months, we're just going to adapt and, uh, yeah, adapt what works best. And so there will be something else uh, good. Yeah. I mean, I think people are like, well, what are we going to do with the launch? Like, how are we going to get these reviews? But now you got to remember that it's an even playing field. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, okay, uh, someone can do it and someone can't. It's like everyone can't do it. So now everyone's going to have to adapt. So it's just the same place that we've been at. Um, and I think it's good because uh, so it's going to take the big ballers out of the game, essentially, mm. um, when they, they can't give away, you know, hundreds of products to get hundreds of, hundreds of reviews right off the bat. Um, that's a great so, point. That's a yeah. great point because, yeah, there's some of these products, they come in and they give away hundreds. And so those are the, the big businesses with a lot of money. They can afford to give away a thousand and get a thousand reviews right away. So it, it is kind of good for, for the new guy competing. Um, and they also are started to take away some reviews yeah. that were from discounted orders. And that happens to everyone too. So it's an even playing field. Don't worry about it, guys. We're going to be updating the course very soon um, with uh, some new strategies that people start to do, including the flash deal method. And I don't want to go into that because I haven't tried it, but we'll be updating you guys on more research on that. Just like Tim Ferriss, you got to adapt. Yes. Pay acute attention to what is already working and adapt it, like I have on my 4-Hour Workweek Mindset Instagram. All right, next question, question number two. Uh, somebody asked, how do we pay for samples? Yeah, we usually just use PayPal. Um, I've heard that Ali, Ali Express Pay works. Just anything that you can keep track of, not uh, like Western Union. 
Um, typically not uh, wire transfers because you're going to get a bigger fee on that unless you're dealing with uh, a large order. So it's typically only going to be like 30 or 40 bucks for a sample. So Yeah, we use PayPal. We've used PayPal every single time. Yeah. Um, and Brent and others have been asking in our Living That Life community, which you guys are free to join. The link will be below. But uh, currency conversion, so if, you're, if you live in the UK or you live in Canada or you live in Australia or Bolivia, like dude I was just chatting with, or Mexico, do you get screwed with currency conversion when you get paid out by Amazon? And so we haven't dealt with this personally, obviously, but you should look into Payoneer and TransferWise. It seems that a lot of digital nomads use those things. Yeah, that's what we've heard about in the groups and uh, have been the trusted lowest uh, cost or lowest percentage yeah. transfer. So look into that, Payoneer and TransferWise. Next one. Should I sell in the UK versus the US versus Canada? So that's uh, a good question. And we've, been gotten, we've got that question in the group recently. And... You can look into both. The thing is, America is 300-something million. UK is uh, 30 or 40 or 50 million, something around there. So US is way bigger. UK is smaller. And there can be advantages to both. So if you have, if you have a narrow list of products, use Jungle Scout. I hear it works for UK as well as US. Unicorn Smasher, I tried, doesn't work all that well in the UK for most products. But look into both markets. It's all about the sales volume and the competitiveness. So let's say you're trying to sell a MacBook in the US, but there's tons of sellers with tons of reviews. But you check on Amazon UK, the sales volume is still there. There's still successful sellers, but maybe there's not as much competition and they don't have as many reviews and you can squeeze in there. So it's all about each particular product, every product is unique. If the sales volume is there and you can get in, do yeah. it. But again, always do test orders. Maybe test both. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I think the UK will definitely be growing too. So if you get in the US, you, you got a good niche in the US, um, then and you, have, you get your 10 and then you get successful, you can definitely look into branching later too. Yeah. So always te do test orders until you hit 10 sales per day. That means successful product, okay? Then you can order more, more, more. In Canada, we don't sell in Canada. We just looked into it. If you have a product in the US, you can't automatically have Amazon fulfill to Canada. I think the deal was you could fulfill it yourself to Canada, but don't worry about Canada. Yeah, US. If you're stuck between US and Canada, US. Um, okay. How much does it cost to ship your product to America from China? And I'm going to let Parker break down the two methods, freight forwarding and uh, UPS Air Express. Yeah. Yeah. Go. <laughs> so there's pretty much uh, what we have done. Our first method that we did was we used UPS Air Express, and that was the fastest and also the most expensive. Um, we had little troubles with that. Uh, everything was taken care of, and we just did that through straight through our supplier who had a connection with uh, the UPS. Uh, they had a, a business UPS account, so they got uh, better deals than we would have individually got. Um, 
That was definitely the best that we've used, but it was definitely the most expensive. The other option that we have, that we now use, is going through uh, an actual freight forwarder. Um, so I'll deal with the freight forwarder personally. I'll send her the shipping labels. I'll give her the addresses that we need uh, to ship to, and I'll tell her um, if we want we, that we want Air Express. And usually, how that works is they will communicate with the supplier to pick up your packages from the supplier, and then they take it to a warehouse, um, and then they'll slap your labels on it, and then they'll also take it to the airport, or I guess if you're doing seed, they'll take it to the port, um, and then they'll ship it like via uh, China Airlines. Um, and then once it gets there, they'll have a customs broker that will meet, them, meet the, your packages at the airport, handle it through the customs, and then they'll put it on Ours just goes on a UPS ground truck um, that will go straight to the factories or the warehouses. Um, this is going to take definitely a little bit longer. It's been right now we actually have three that we're doing. One we did UPS Air Express and that one's already there. Uh, the other two shipments are have been through the, the freight forwarder and um, it's still Air Express, but it's it's through the a little bit slower way mm -hmm. um, and those haven't haven't even reached the tracking numbers still don't work in the US so those will probably arrive in the next couple of days so I would say it's probably at least a week difference between the two maybe more so one um, week versus two weeks would you say like, right yeah probably total? I would probably give two weeks for using like a freight forwarder Air Express versus using just UPS Expedia Air Express All the way. Okay, yeah cool. um, and, so and the then yeah we had the price the prices here. so yeah I'll just say this because yeah. it's on my phone. So, um, using UPS Air Express, which is UPS through and through all the way, the fastest way. Uh, for a small order, it was five forty-five per kg uh, U.S. dollars, and for a big order of a thousand units, it was four sixty U.S. dollars per kg. I think I told someone somewhere in some comment that it was two dollars per kg, and that was a miss. Uh, I was confused. It's around $4 per kg. That's for the UPS Express quickest way. For the freight forwarding UPS way, uh, it was for a small, sorry, for a big order, it was $3.64 per kg. And for a smaller order, it was $4.39 per kg. So it's overall, it's around 4 bucks per kg. And the more you, the heavier it is, the cheaper it is it will be typically yeah. yeah the more you order the cheaper it will be but most of you guys will be doing small orders so it's gonna be around you know four four something um, if you do UPS Express Air it could be five something yeah definitely I would recommend it since you're probably gonna be doing uh, you know a test order not too many units and if your product is semi doesn't weigh too much I would, I would use that UPS Express just for the beginning. It gets there the fastest, it's the least hassles, and usually your supplier uh, can do it directly for you. They have a connection with UPS. Um, someone, another question might be, how do you find a freight forwarder? We just got lucky. We, we were recommended this one by one of our suppliers. They gave us a really good quote that was better, that was a lot better than the one that we were shipping before, and we've had no problem with them. Um, they've been well-trusted. You guys can reach out to us, and I can definitely give you contact information uh, for the one that we use. But there's a lot available, so for a one-time fee of nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> Just kidding. And then, so shipping C. So, how much is shipping C? Is it like half this? Would you say? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, the one ship... We never have shipped sea. We shipped, shipped one time sea, and it was Oh, yeah, we had. And it we was... How long did that take? Sea. Like, two months? Uh, that took... Yeah, at least give it a month. Mostly a month and a half to a two A month, months. a half to two. You got to have time. That's, that's probably further down the road when you make a bigger order. Um, and you can maybe split them up and send half via air, half via sea. Uh, or you have it set up so you have one in production, one in the, uh, one on a boat, and one in stock. That's ideal. But yeah, right now I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah, because you're not going to be ordering enough to get started to have it be that much cheaper. But for it, for an order of a thousand, wasn't it like two dollars? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're ordering more, it's definitely worth it. Uh, to yeah, look if into. you have time, like if you're doing a big order and you have time, let's say your product's not in stock yet which you shouldn't do that. Like, you shouldn't start with a big order anyways. So, yeah, don't worry about that. I know for us, like, when we started, we wanted our stuff to be there ASAP. We were excited to get off the ground, so we just spent a few extra dollars to ship it fast. Yes. Okay. So, um, wrapping up here, last question for this uh, little episode of Amazon Answers. Taking this, uh, taking this from you, Nick. We took your idea. Okay. Amazon answers weekly. We'll try to do it for you guys. So what's the biggest tip? Someone just asked me like yesterday. What's the biggest tip when choosing a product? Hey, could write a book on this shit. Um, what's the biggest tip? The biggest tip is choosing, I call it a niche within a niche keyword. Uh, a longer tail keyword that you can go after that's not that crowded. That's why our product does well. Um, in addition to that, make it different slash stand out. Yep. Uh, the only thing I would add, like we said before, is do a test order. You never know from the time your product is produced to the time your product gets to Amazon how many more players will be in the game. That's why creating a test order is ideal. Um, it's a lower investment. Um, so you won't lose as much and you can always get more. Yeah. All, the suppliers will always be there. Yeah, always do a test order, guys. Don't get too cocky like we did with our second product. We ordered a 1,000 right out of the gate. Uh, wasn't so hot. Um, so the niche within a niche keyword, what I mean by that, for, an ex for example, like iPhone case would be obviously way too competitive keyword, but just for an example, iPhone case would be the niche. The niche within a niche would be iPhone case with kickstands. So that's what we're talking about. That's still probably way too crowded, but that's what we, what we mean by niche within a niche um, or like a niche within a niche within a niche. Pink iPhone case with kickstand. You know what I'm saying? But color is not a good example. You need to make it physically different uh, with features, not just look different, sexier logo, sexier package. That's what our second product had, but the features weren't different. There were other sellers with the same exact model. Don't do that. Um, so that's the biggest tip. Yeah. Um, and there's been some people asking about the course uh, oh, yeah. for the pricing, leaving, it, leaving the early bird open a little longer. Yeah, it's uh, because I was meaning to post like, two videos during the, the super early bird period, which it is at now. So I'm gonna, we're gonna leave it open through when this video gets posted. 
whenever I upload it, I'm also uploading a vlog right now, an apartment yeah. video, and a nightlife video that we're going to be filming tonight. So excited for that. So it'll be open for a few days after this video gets posted at the super early bird price, and then it'll go up again. Why is it going to go up again? Because we pay attention to the four-hour work week. We pay attention to what's working and adapt what's working. That's just kind of how courses work. It starts low and then it goes higher. We started out buying the Dropship Lifestyle for 600 bucks and now it's 2,000 bucks. Yeah, so we wanna get students. I mean, we wanna have yeah. a, good, a good start of students and once we get students, we feel like it, the value will go up because people's experiences will also be included. Yeah, um, exists, and, it's just like an Amazon launch. You start at a low price and then you slowly Move it up. That's just kind of how courses go. So I uh, hope to see more of you guys in there. We always we got a group of uh, about a dozen of us. We're the we got a baker's dozen. We have thirteen. <laughs> yeah, thirteen. It's, it's a magical thirteen here on a beautiful Friday in Chiang Mai. So signing out. I'm going to slam this coffee for you guys now. Um, leave your comments below. Hit us up. Peace. All right.